I don't know, they always said, it's better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all. When you're going through a breakup, that isn't true. <laughs> I'm pretty good at it. Hey, if you don't like me, you don't like what I think, you don't like it, the door's over there. And like, I also know where you live. <laughs> how are you, pal? Good, how are you? You got a drink? Uh, just, yeah, got to get this right here. What is that? It's the energy drink. Um, it's cracking a, crack a can. What is that, all caffeine? Yeah, it's like caffeine. And... You don't drink liquor? I, I do, but I have my daughter here, so I, I, I'm, we can only go out with my kid. <laughs> well, so you I, can't I, be... You, know, I, you know, I will, don't get me started. My, it's my, with no, my, I'm going to get you started. No, I'm hopefully a, not so much that you kill me, but <laughs> oh no, no, it's just my, it's my ex, and we're going oh, through divorce, we're going through divorce, oh. and like she's trying to make out, like oh, he's a, he's a, he's an alcoholic, does all this, and then the, like, oh, I see, we have a custody evaluation that. that well, I'll tell you what, you want to you want to guess who 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 the kids have never seen drink? This guy, really? No, they've seen her drink, right? But it's a, it's like. I just don't drink my around my kids. I, I drink normal. Well, you're an athlete. Athletes, yeah. you can't really be a drunk if you're an athlete. I mean, yeah. Well, but, okay, don't be wrong. I, 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 I've drank my, my fair share on, at times, but I'm not. Right. I'm, I'm, it's like. No, we don't need you drunk, Charlie. No. We <laughs> I do I'm not want to see you. Uh, <laughs> but how old is the? How old is your daughter? Eleven. Oh, eleven. Yeah. Well, that's an interesting age. Not that I would know. I've never had children or wanted them, but I understand they're very popular. I mean, so many people, even celebrities like yourself, have children. What is it about the kids that I'm not getting? I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I mean, I love my kids. I know. It's a much pure love than than a relationship love, right? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, they. She's great. I thought it's just. But 11, I, I, that's right on the cusp of real trouble time. You know, I, <laughs> I have I have a 22, 21 year old. A 21 year old? Really? Graduating from UCSD <coughs> uh, next week. How old are you? Uh, 53. Wow. You look good. Amazing. You can keep that kind of uh, muscle on it at that age. Oh, it's not, not too bad. I mean, it's a lot of, lot of. Uh... Wonder what it's like going to be like when I'm that age. <laughs> well, I, I, I hope. <laughs> oh, now you're laughing. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I know. Like Stallone did a Rocky picture, I think, when he was sixty. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not. I'm not talking about Rocky's manager. <laughs> I'm talking about Rocky. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. First of all, I love Sylvester Stallone. I just yeah. do. I love. I love his movies. I love him. Yeah. Um, I guess I got to catch up with that reality show, but I don't want to risk like watching it and like not loving him. Like I've loved him. I always thought he was great. Yeah. But like sixty, and you're in the ring, and he was, and that. You, I don't think you could have gotten that body without steroids. Am I wrong? Um, I'm guessing. I'm, I'm not at that age. I probably. I mean. But you don't do that. Um, no, I never did. I never did it training. Then they're coming up. But I, I, I mean. Yeah, I guess some guys just. I mean, some guys look like they. You couldn't get that body normally. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, we see that a lot. You see <laughs> I, that a lot. You fought like that. I, yeah, I mean, I fought guys I knew. I, I, but I always thought. You know, I always thought. I knew, if they were, 
juicing to get up to me, up to my weight. I was cutting to get to my weight. I, I walked around at 215, 220, above 215, 220 since I was 19. So at 35, when I'm still fighting at 205, I'm cutting right. down to 205, I'm, I'm about as strong as, I'd never been muscled at that weight. No one's, I, no one's ever gone out and muscled me at that weight. So I, I never didn't see the... But a lot of the fighters, they're not like the, like Conor McGregor's not like a big guy. He's a smaller weight class. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, he, he's in a, <laughs> he, he fights a lot smaller, 45s and 55s. Hmm. So why did he, he so why did he become so famous? I mean, you know, I don't know that much. This Mar market marketing. Um, he was he was exciting, and and he he won when he needed to. He won exciting. He won beat he beat some guys, knock guys out when he needed to. I mean, sometimes it's just and he had a personality. He had right? a personality, and he was he was right. pushing it. And he, he got, I mean, it 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 got huge. You know he. He, he he beat some some bad guys. Yeah. Yeah, I guess there's just nothing more primal than the. You know, I I really think he he won, he beat um what's his name uh I can't think of his name right now. Brazilian kid. Um. Anyway, he knocked him out in the first round. I've watched all. I used to watch all, all his fights. I mean, and the kid the kid always felt felt guys out. You know, move around for a little for a round, and then then he started beating on their legs. Beat their legs up and then then go after him, and he went ran right across the ring at, at because he was mad. I mean, Connor got him mad talking trash before the fight. He ran right across the ring, and got knocked out, got caught coming across the ring, and it was over. Wait, who got knocked out? Uh, Jose Jose Oh Jose Aldo. And he bad. He bad. He so he baited him into running across the ring. Basically, he got him so mad he just I ran see. right across. The ring. I mean, he's he's an old school like Muay Thai guy, and they they tend to. You know they, they'll feel you out for a round, and they move around, and but that getting in there, getting. It, I mean, if you're, it's one thing about it, if you're talking trash, you're trying to. A lot of times when I, if I talk trash at all before fights, I was trying to get in the guy's head. I was trying to get him to do something I wanted him to do. Of course. All right, say things that I wanted him to hear. Right. There's no. There's no. I mean, there's no. And so I, I, for me, Cast I have dispersions on his mother, perhaps. I I never went there. Never went there. No, mothers I, were there, off limits. Of, for me, there's a, there's a, a, you have a code like the yeah. mafia. Oh no, I I Tito one time Tito Ortiz, he said on a radio show in San Diego, he said I don't need white trash bitches like Chuck, and I was pissed. Why? Because, because well, because I you don't talk don't talk trash about my girlfriend. Don't talk trash. Oh, about your me. girlfriend? Yeah, he, I don't white trash bitches like Chuck. Oh, date white? I thought he was calling you white trash. No, I don't. I, I, I don't care. But, you know, me, I, call me anything you want, talk shit all you want about me. Sure, I could see why that would get but, a guy but, like but you it, upset. And it, got, and, it, and it was just one of those things, like, hey, man. And I went, and, and they, after he won, he, was, he wasn't even fighting me. He was fighting Vitor Belfort. He beat Vitor, and I was at, we were at the same place after, after party. And the promoter knew me, and he said, look, your group's going to want to fight. He's going to fight. He's gonna, I can't have it. Can you just can you squash this with him, please? I said, no problem. Bring him over. He came over, and I go, okay. First off, it's my girlfriend. Apologize. Oh, I'm sorry. I was talking about Juliette Lewis. I'm like, bro. I'm like, what? Like, I guess I, I guess somewhere in some magazine that said I was dating her. I'm like, Juliette bro. Lewis. And she, and, oh, Juliette Lewis. She plays them on TV. She's not white trash. I think she's yeah. in Scientology. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> and they but, say you're the one who's doing crazy things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then I so I, I said, look. And secondly, I know where you live. If you ever do that again. 
talk about my family or friends on an interview anywhere, I'll come to your house and beat you in your living room. Got that? He said, oh, sorry. I'm sorry, man. Okay. We're cool, then. But I, I mean, I... Chuck, I are you know. sure I can't get you a drink? Something to take the edge off. All this talk about beating people up in their own homes. It's its a little unnerving here in my home. Well, I'm just well, fucking... Yeah, no, I know. But it, like, I, I, it's like different, though. Like, it's like... Um, but it must be interesting to go through the world, as you do, as a guy who can pull that arrow out of your quiver. Most of us can't be like, if something bad happens, well, we have to go through channels or call HR or get a lawyer or complain or something. Yeah. But you you are, you know, one of those people who can go right to, I'm going to come to your house and rain punches upon your face. But, and, but for me, I'm, not, I'm one of those guys, I, like, that's my last option. I'm like, to be honest, like... Sounds like it was the first. Well, it's di- <laughs> different when you're... It, we're, we're, we're both professional fighters, so it's a different thing to me. It is. Yeah, it's a different thing because we're both professional fighters. Well, and we because, both, of course, this fight should happen where people can pay and make you rich for having it. Yeah. People used to ask me, when we come in a club, I used to ask me about Tito, they'd be like, hey, Tito's in there. I said, you'll be okay. I said, um, yeah. you, you got a couple million dollars, no? Okay, then we're going to be fine. Ah! <laughs> that's perfect. <laughs> then, exactly. Then that's, yeah, yeah. that's... Yeah. I mean, we'll yes, fine. perfect. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. You're not that stupid. Yeah. There's no, right. yeah. We're not fighting for free. Well, maybe he is. Not that no, I'm trying think... to start something. No, he, I, he isn't either. <laughs> hey, that's going to be a good job for me when I'm like 89. I can be like... <laughs> I can trade on my reputation for having a good debate show by like being the guy in the middle and I have to like get you to cockfighting. I think I can do it very easily. But you already have beef with a lot of these guys, right? No. You have to. Don't you have to hate somebody to punch them in the face? Absolutely not. No. <laughs> that is the funniest thing anyone's ever said on this show. <laughs> Absolutely not. You just enjoy punching in the face. I, you know, I think, uh, like, anger clouds judgment. What? Anger clouds judgment. That's what Michael Corleone said in Godfather 3, a highly underrated movie. Yeah. I really want I really want uh, Francis Ford Coppola to do this show because yeah. I feel like I could uh, say to him what he's been, people have denied that that Godfather 3 was a great movie too. Maybe not quite as great as the other two, but... You love the it guy. Was still, yeah, it was still a great movie. Still a great movie, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, and that's what Michael Corley, that's one of his great lines in that was, don't get angry, it clouds your judgment. Uh, but, I, so yeah. you're never angry when you're in a fight? No, I, calm yeah. down. I actually calm down when I fight. Oh, really? So you don't really hate them? No, I don't, I'm just trying to end <laughs> I, I Don't get me wrong, I'm trying to end them when we're fighting. Oh, yeah, of I'm course. trying to end them well, as fast sure. as possible. Uh, but as soon as, I, as soon as I'm done, I'm hoping they're okay. I mean, I'm, right. you know, I've... I've I've had, a, I've had probably two fights where I had the guys, they didn't move for a while after I knocked them out. And I was actually sitting there going, oh man, come on, man, please move. So what's it throw. feel like? I, I got beat up once in high school and I really didn't enjoy it, I got to say. Like one guy held me down, another guy just punched my face. And I, you know, ever since then, my appetite for seeing face punching, <laughs> I feel like was diminished. But I get, you know, I have seen you fight i've seen i certainly watched with great interest the great ali fights when i was 20 or whatever it was and he was fighting in the jungle and i was in college and 
I mean, it was Zaire and come on, there was so much drama. And when he won, you know, that kind of stuff. But I just, what is it? What does it feel like when somebody punches you in the face? Because I remembered it being very bad. Well, I mean, for for someone like me, like I, we've been I've been doing so long. I did karate since I was twelve, and you know, it's like always. It's just kind of that's like more of like a okay that he, he's scoring, and I'm I got to figure out how to not make him score. Not you let him worry do that about again. your face. Not really, no. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm mean, looking at you now. Yeah, I would never guess if I didn't know that you were a guy who fought his whole life. You don't have any, like... Well, I, the funny thing is, I think I've been split under here, like, three times. Like, I've been split over here a couple times. I, I know guys your age who have much worse under-eye problems. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but I've, 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 I feel pretty well. My skin, I've got yeah. good skin. Well, listen, Kylie Jenner sells a line of concealer. I think... <laughs> let me let me hook you up. Uh, no, it's... Uh, the body does heal. I mean, but you must be like, um, like after a fight, there must be like pain in a lot of different you know, places, it's, right? It, yeah, it depends. I mean, I've had, I had a fight. I, I fought down in Brazil for it was one, it was thirty minutes, one round, um, bare knuckle. We went the full bare thir- knuckle. Bare knuckle. We went the full thirty minutes. Headbutts <laughs> were allowed. Um, strikes to groin were allowed. They like they allowed everything. But I mean, when the whole fight. Um, I mean, I had a couple of bruises right here, and I had a cut under each eye, small cut under each eye. But other than that, I could have fought the next day. Why? Because you're so good at evading your opponent's punches. Well, just I because just, just yeah, you ate some of them, but they didn't really didn't beat me up that bad. But I've also been in a fight. I I kicked a guy in the head once and knocked him out in the first round in a kickboxing match, and and it might, this part of my foot swelled up. By the time I got home, I couldn't walk for like three weeks because this is a big, it was so small right here. I've, I've had that happen here playing basketball uh, with my friends when I turned an ankle and I couldn't walk for three weeks. Are you kidding? That's nothing considering what you're putting yourself oh, in I, the I, ring with. I gotta say, I'm, 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 my body's held together pretty well yeah. from what I put it through. I mean, I've got two, two levels. But you're not doing it neck. anymore. No, right? no, I'm retired. You would never no. consider it for any amount of money? Oh, look at you. you it took you one second enough. to break you down. All I, the word, I, I haven't got to this. You, yeah, you have I mean, it's just, I, yeah. I, I haven't got to the ye in money, and you gave up. I think that's not a good decision. Because you know what? You could. It's easy to think. I remember my 50s. It wasn't that long ago. It was the one before this one. And, um, yeah, you kind of do still think you're 20. Like now I no, know I'm but not. No, I, I mean it would have to be a lot of money. I don't think it's. I don't think it's. Uh, it's it would have to be a lot. But, but you can't put a price on your brain. I mean, you don't think you you risk. It, it's it's. I mean, it's taking it's, it's budget, but when you, when you think about it, I mean, it's kind of. I mean, they're doing a lot more, a lot better stuff with brain training and brain fixing fixing stuff with the brain. So it's been. I fixing the brain. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't, no, I, 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 I don't think just, brain fixing is like their best suit right now. I, I don't um, think they got up to that. I think, you know, the football players who have CTE, and I mean, there've been a lot of suicides. There's a lot of people who just are not happy. They're alcoholism, suicide, you know, just uh, angry at the wife all the time, and you know. Well, they're doing a lot of a lot of crazy stuff with that. We have a brain training uh, where you e, you do an EEG for you. And I I was in one one of my thing, whatever it was like from fight or flight, full time, like all day long. Right. 
and after about 20 sessions watching this thing with the electro thing, um, I'm, I, I was back to normal. My EG is back to normal. So it's, I mean, they, they can fix some of it. And I mean, I'm not, I mean, because a lot of it. No, I can tell talking to you, you're 100%, you have zero mental problems. You're totally focused, tracked, articulate. One thing is we've had for a long time is fighters, you, you get knocked out, you get, you get suspended. For, for a period of time, you don't you can't fight for us, and right. and you if you're hurt, you can wait. You, you know you don't just set up, a, you just don't set up another fight till you're ready to get ready, right? Where in football, the problem is, is you got to be in the next play for a long time. <laughs> the next play, or, yeah, but or you, you got to be in the next week, and they need they can't lose you for three weeks. They they need you for week after week after week, right. and so they're taking that beating over and over again. But do you miss? Punching people in the face. <laughs> it seems like if, if you like it, it feels no, good. I, no, You'd want to keep. I don't, I, don't, I don't know that I miss. I miss the whole process of being a fighter, hmm. going to going to training camp, the guys. being able. Well, going, going into training camp because it was like you got to shut off the rest of your world. I mean, I got I got to be like in my that? own world. I like to be well, not not really shut off, but you're able to not worry. Like I, I didn't worry about it. I, I it just everyone knew I had one job. I get ready for this fight. Get ready for the fight. I and if they, if, I, if they got other other stresses, other problems, they'll save. It. If they can save it, if they can wait, they'll wait till after the fight to talk to me about it. Right. You know, so you have that kind of grace, and then you got to go hang out with the guys. You know, uh, a couple times a day, and you know, I got the routines you got into, and it was just I, I enjoyed it. Like I enjoyed training. I like fighting. I like learning. I like learning. I've been a mar I loved martial arts when I was a kid. So I got into it. When I first got into it, it really helped me. I was kind of like an 80s, like all over the place kid. And it taught me how to focus because I wanted to learn this stuff. And they would make me sit there and do like 500 on each side to learn before I could learn something new. And I wanted to learn. So it was, it was just, you know, it's, I always like trying to figure, figure things out, learn, learn new things, add new things to my game. What if one of the guys at the training camp was gay? <laughs> what would happen? I'm just curious, like, would they be accepted because it's 2023, or would it make it weird because the guys are? I, you know, honestly, most I don't know. A lot of we don't, no one cares. Really? I don't. That's, I mean, I don't see, know, a lot of that. We. Now that's I what care. I call progress. I, I, I'm always I, I, saying I, I, I'm always beating this drum on my show that, you know, to to acknowledge progress does not make you some sort of conservative or flag waver or anything. It's just to acknowledge reality, like. It wasn't that long ago when, especially the macho sports, football, you know, was like, you couldn't, you, you would, there were some gay players, but they could never come out. Yeah, and I'm, and and I'm sure there's hear, still places that, that, that people would, they find them, but I like, like guys, but I That's know, what like, I keep trying to tell like people, that the, especially, I mean, you're not even that young, but the younger generations especially, they don't care. They don't care about these things that the other generations, the yeah, older generations well, yeah. did. So, and, then we're like, I'm a and that's the if you, can, if you can fight, I don't care. If you can, if you can help right. me get ready for, for, if you help me get ready for my fight, I don't care. Look, you're not going to make me do anything I don't want to do. So, um, but it would be so awkward if you were fighting a guy and he got an erection. <laughs> would it? I mean, that that would be uncomfortable, would it not? <laughs> <laughs> if you got him in a clinch and, and he like. <laughs> <laughs> and he, you know, no, it's I, like, you'd tap out. <laughs> <laughs> I can't 
can't, I can't stand this guy's flashlight. It gets my ass cracked. Yeah, I, you know, I might, if we were training, I might have to tap, hey, bro, you have, we, we have, you have to take a break. <laughs> I'll be over here. Take care of yourself. Go. Have you heard about microdosing? It's become increasingly popular for individuals looking to improve their health and performance. Microdose gummies deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. So if you're new to THC and want that perfect intro experience, or you want a reintroduction that's not too intense, these gummies are for you. And if you're experienced, microdose gummies give you a more accurate way to dose than smoking your clove cigarettes that's also nicer to your lungs. Whether you're seeking relief from pain, anxiety, better sleep, a creative boost, or just to relax at the end of the day, microdose gummies are the perfect solution. Microdose gummies are available nationwide. Here's an exclusive offer for my listeners. Simply go to microdose.com and use the code RANDOM and save 30% off all your first order plus free shipping. Go to microdose.com and use code RANDOM to save 30% and receive free shipping. Microdose gummies, because being healthy doesn't have to be boring. Go to microdose.com today. Club Random is brought to you by the audio marketing gurus at Radioactive Media. Just a year ago, artificial intelligence was found in sci-fi movies. But now, this shit is real. You know what else is real? Giving your business a chance to kick ass and take names. Now it's time to give your business the edge by embracing new mediums to drive up sales and acquire customers by partnering with shows like mine. You can enjoy lower CPMs, elevating your brand in a space away from your competition. Generate up to nine times more leads by combining the power of audio and video channels with text messaging and generate an ROI that puts your old ROI to shame. The best way to achieve these goals is through the team at Radioactive Media. They create national campaigns on podcasts, terrestrial, satellite, and streaming radio. Club Random has been partnering with Radioactive Media since the beginning, and they can create a customizable campaign for your company's needs. Radioactive Media has an exclusive deal to promote your product on, or service on Club Random with me and save up to 50%. Just lock in your first campaign this year. Go to RadioactiveMedia.com or text the word RANDOM to 511-511. Discover how audio marketing can surpass your current strategies with new and innovative ways that sound better. Go to RadioactiveMedia.com or text RANDOM to 511-511. Text RANDOM to 511-511 today to save up to 50% in 2024. Terms, conditions, message, and data rates may apply. The holidays are here, which is perfect timing for today's sponsor, OneSkin. Whether you're traveling or hosting this year, OneSkin is your best defense against the havoc holiday stress can wreak on your skin. What makes OneSkin the best? Their products are powered by a groundbreaking peptide, OS1, which is the first ingredient scientifically proven to prevent the accumulation of aged cells, the primary culprit behind skin aging. The real magic? OS1 has actually been proven in the lab to actually reduce the biological age of skin by several years, meaning it not only prevents but slows down skin aging, leaving you with healthier, more hydrated and glowing skin. OneSkin is one of the first products that address the root of aging, not just the symptoms. Seriously, try it. It's one of the main reasons people tell me I look good. 
for my age. OneSkin just launched their mini bundles, which include face and eye topical supplement, body lotion and cleanser, which all come in a cute travel bag. For a limited time, our listeners can enjoy an exclusive 15% off OneSkin products using the code RANDOM when you check out at oneskin.co. Not .com, .co. It's time to get started with your new face, eye, and body routine at a discounted rate today. New customers get 15% off with the code RANDOM at oneskin.co. That's 15% off at oneskin.co with code RANDOM. The new year is approaching. Now's the best time to invest in your skin. Age healthy with OneSkin. But I feel like getting all whatever the glory there is in it <clears throat> and there must be great satisfaction you know to be like the baddest dude on the planet status but like to get punched in the face i just remember that day and it was just and you know <clears throat> i was so ashamed that i got beat up like this that um i i didn't want my father to know yeah and i was thinking like i could be like I, you know, like okay, you got you had two guys jump you. Like uh, not most most guys can't do anything about that. You know, most right. Guys, but, I was, like, but I was fourteen. I yeah, mean, you're, you're especially right. that, uh, yes, you just uh, yeah. you know, and 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 of course the just the emotional trauma. And luckily, my <clears throat> my father worked nights, so he wasn't. I didn't see him during the week. So my mother covered for me, <laughs> and then he must have known because he did seem. But my face, you know, you're young, your face heals quickly. But it was a mess. She kept me out of school for two weeks told them I had bronchitis. Um, but it was just the, I guess the, it was the trauma of it, you know, just as, as well as the physical pain. But, but you don't have any of that emotional baggage with it. No. <laughs> no, I fought a lot growing up. I usually was, it was, hey, was always trying to, I hated bullies, I hated people, I picked on people, think of a mil- and I loved fighting. I can think of a million things I would rather not do than punch people in the face for a living. For example, um, proctologist. Like, would I rather punch people in the face or, like, be, stick my finger in their ass? <laughs> well, no. Yeah, yeah, no, I, there was a, I mean, I, I got, I mean, I remember I, I was in high school, I used to say, man, it really sucks. It really sucks. I can't do, I can't get paid to do what I'm really the best at. I was talking about street fighting. <laughs> I was like, right. I'm like, and it turned out I actually wound up. That was that was. I mean, I graduated in '88, so UFC uh, came. It was the first UFC was in '93. Yeah, you really changed the game. Yeah, invented the game, kind of. Yeah, I mean, when I was uh, interested in the pugilistic arts, <clears throat> there was no, there, it didn't exist. Oh. There was no MMA. There was no, there was just boxing. Not, yeah, ninety three was the first UFC. And there was a succession of boxers that you know I thought were pretty interesting. I mean, nobody was Ali, but uh, Holyfield was kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know the ear, and certainly Mike Tyson. Oh yeah, was Mike, Mike you know was super. Was was... I love Mike. He sat here. Yeah. We we chopped it up one night. Um, and you know, but uh, George Foreman was a character. Oh, yeah. You know, there was. Uh, I trained with his, uh, one of his sons, uh, I think George Foreman three the other day. I think, it was that long ago. I think he named all his sons George. Yeah. 
<laughs> which uh, I, I am not passing comment on that at all. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, but there were there were um, yeah there were characters and and I enjoyed it. You know, I mean, I, I no. but I I never can kind of watch it without thinking of that bad day. Yeah. So well, yeah. That, but that you know, I, <laughs> I wasn't born the. You were like born the tough guy. You could, yeah. You know, you should be like the the. the you should do, um, you know, like like Schwarzenegger did, like um, Hoosis did, like The Rock did. Like, oh yeah. You don't want to do that? Oh no, I'd, I'd love to. Oh, <laughs> sure. I'm in. I'm in. We keep going. going. Yeah, you got the look, and you and people. The popcorn crowd loves to see a guy who can kick ass. It's it's like one of the most American things there is. It's like we like a guy who can kick ass. I mean, you got to do it. <laughs> you can't do it, you know, in the service of a bad cause. Right. You can't do it to protect the Confederacy or, you know, pedophilia <laughs> or something. You know, you got to do it in the right cause. Right. You know? exactly. so, I understand. But, uh, and... Yeah, no, why, we can definitely make you into the uh, next uh, action star. And we don't need a special power. You're big and strong. That's you got the old school. Perfect. <laughs> and uh, now there's nothing in your past that we have to worry about, is there? <laughs> or what about no, your, really. are your political opinions down the middle? Um, for the most part, yes. Like who? Like I like look, man. I I believe, uh, you know, people have their rights and opinion. And I, most of my, I got friends that have different opinions on a lot of things. Good, because we can we can we can have. I, yes. I mean, this is long, what I'm always preaching. It, it is, we don't it have is, to agree to it is to not you, hate each other. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. On almost I'm anything. I, and and there's a few things. You know, yeah, obviously pedophilia. I can't have any room for that, or uh, cannibalism. I, I feel like <laughs> that should be out of bounds completely. <laughs> but you got to give people a wide leeway in and how they what, see the world the, differently than you, and and you know, which what? results I, in their. I, I, I tell people all the time, I, I'll listen to anybody's opinion. Right. And, I mean, and, and as long as you have, I'm okay with your opinion as long as you're you're consistent with your beliefs. But when you're talking about stuff, but I'll listen to it. And you can, you, if, and if I, I'm pretty set in my ways with a lot of things, but if you can convince me I'm wrong, I'm happy to change. If you can convince me, if you can, or you might even, a lot of, a lot of times I get a, a way to understand what you believe. You know, like people, I've had people convince me, oh, okay, now I understand why you think that or why you feel that. I don't believe, I don't agree with you, but, I, but now, I, now, I, now I can understand you better. And that that's cool too. But I, I like talking to people about stuff. I don't. I get people like, oh, I, you know, I get people. Oh, I don't want you to talk to her because uh, I don't want you to ruffle. I'm. A, I, I just want to. I'm going to ask questions. That's all. I ask questions. I want to understand no, I, your belief. If, I, if that's not okay, I'm sorry. Then I'm, I'll back off. Because no, like for me, like I, I'm like, because I'm like, you know, if you, 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 as long as you don't come into my, as long as you don't affect. Directly affect my circle of people and my my friends and family. Right, we, we're good. So I, I, I'm I'm down with all that. What, which party do you think is more judgy? Um, I don't. Honestly, I couldn't tell you. Actually, 
I mean, both sides. It's like I, I, I listen to both sides, and like I'll, I'll listen to different things, and I'll, I'll, I'll listen to them, and like, you're going. And I'm, I'm more conservative. Than I, I mean, if I, if I had to pick one, I'm more conservative. But yeah, so you don't have to but, apologize for it. No, I'm not apologizing. Yeah, I, won't, I know. But I will. I mean, tell people like, hey, but but my thing is, I also don't. I mean, I, 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 I'll look at these guys, and they'll try to make a mountain out of molehill on this side. About some little thing happened, I'm like, okay, that's a he misspoke something or whatever. Not a big deal. Yeah. I was like, same thing. But it's like, I don't know. It just bothers me the the, the way people just so you know you, you said so biased or the, the way people use statistics. Come on, statistics make me laugh. I always tell people, I did a, I did a, I did a in college my first. No, like, no, yeah. I, Which no, I, ones bother you? <laughs> no, any, like, the way people use them. Yeah. I did, I would, uh, Give me an example a, of a statistic that I, I, is well, I, I can't misleading. Th- I'm not arguing that, that you can lie well, with statistics explain, for sure. was, um, like, I did one on gun control, a uh, paper on gun control back in 80, 89. Gun control. Uh, gun control. They had me do a paper uh, for or against. But then they had, right after the teacher took, as you turned it in, she said, now go do it. Now go do it on the other side. When I went back to the library to to argue the other side, I found they were they were quoting the same studies, both of them, both sides. It's just they're using the statistics different from the same study. And it was like I was one of those things. I'm like, okay, like I mean, so I started. I was like, oh no, you, or like or like my buddy sent me a a thing. Ah oh, man, I wish I would do the numbers, but he he did. A first, second, and third president year of a presidency versus a second, third, and fourth, and I'm like, wait, so why did why did he use those numbers? Let me go look back. So I looked it all up because there was no other way that his guy came ahead in that whatever mm-hmm. thing it was. The only way it came ahead if it was one, two, three, and two, three, four. Right. Any other version of that, yeah. it, yeah, it, it, it's like. The, the uh, people who were arguing against the idea that climate change is real and man-made and happening and accelerating, they found a year, I think it was 1998, which was a, an anomaly year. You know, climate things like climate don't go in a steady line. They go in a, a line that's squiggly, but it's going in a certain direction. And for, of course, for planet Earth, that line is going toward the bad side, con- constantly going up, but not straight. So they picked this one year, 1998, which is an aberration year, to, to make all sorts of lies, to your point about statistics lying, about how we really shouldn't worry about climate change. Because if you go from 1998 to, yeah, because 1998 was not the typical year. But, but the statistics are not something yeah, that's assailable. But, yeah. but it's essentially a lie. It's a lie with statistics. Right. Exactly. But, but, you know, I so, just, you, so you well, follow people, things. You follow politics closely. Not close, closely. Not, a little bit here and there. <laughs> not real closely. But I got buddies that don't send me stuff and like on both sides. From so, both sides. That's good. I get my send me some both sides. I, I, yeah. And I, and I can argue with them on both sides. Because I, I, like, I, like, right. I like to play as devil's advocate. Well, you have so to I, get... I think they understand. Tell me, what, what, am I, is this your real belief? Do you know about it? Have you studied it? Do you right. understand it? Or did you just see some memes somewhere and now you're sending it to me? Right, exactly. Like, no, like, I, if I you mean, understand it, I'll listen. It's, it's so <laughs> funny. Like people, I also get stuff from a zillion people from both sides. And more times than not, what I have to do if something intrigues me is take it into my office into my writer's meeting 
and say to the producers and the writers who work there, okay, this blah, 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 find out if it's true. Because I don't trust anybody. I don't trust them on the left. I don't trust them on the right. And most of the times, what I get back from my staff, who does know how to vet things, brilliant they are, uh, is, well, it wasn't wrong what you were sent. It just wasn't the whole story. Right. Because no one wants to tell you the whole story. They just want to tell you the part that makes you join their team. Right. That's what I fucking hate about America <laughs> these days. <laughs> you know? Well, I, I, just tell me the whole story. Yeah. Just, just fucking, me, tell me the whole story and let me make a decision. Wait. <laughs> let me make, your, make, make, make a choice. Your knowing. team doesn't have to win everyone. Yeah, because everyone's team has to win, no one's winning. That's really yeah. where we are. Yeah, and I've been to play. Yeah, because that's the thing too. I've been to people. I've had people ask me about coming on their conservative show or whatever. And they're, I said, okay, just just so you know, be careful what you ask me on there because I'm going to tell you what I believe, not what you want me to say. Good. I, mean, I don't have a. I don't have a. Good. We need more people like I, that. I don't have a. Uh, I don't have agenda. A agenda, and I don't have like a party line. I don't, fear. You certainly don't, don't fear if someone's going to beat you up over it. Yeah. No, well. <laughs> See, that's a nice armor to have. Um, but uh, we need more people to do that. And I, I mean, if you're really sincere about that, no, because I, I, because I just, I just you don't. have to be. It's not what you have to fear from that is people who will turn on you in different ways because you didn't conform to the one true opinion, you know? Yeah, I, and, and that, for me, I, honestly, I, I, I'm pretty good at it. Hey, if you don't like me, you don't like what I think, you don't like it, the door's over there. Right. I, I don't care. Like, if you, like, <laughs> I also know where you live. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not forget the living room thing, okay, <laughs> asshole? <laughs> no, but like I used to tell, I, I, my oldest son, my oldest son, when, I, when he was he was having a problem with social media back then, someone bullying him on there or something, saying bad oh, things, no. saying bad things on that. I'm like, wait, son, let me let me take let me, let me take this for it. You know that kid? Nope. Does he know you? No. Has he talked to you? No. Do you look up to him for some reason? Does he, has he done something that you find impressive? No. Okay. Um, then why the fuck do you care? And if you do, get off social media. Right. But that's that's all I got to say. Like, if if you can't handle that, because people, I'm all of a sudden, you want to look on mine? You want to see guys tell me they kicked my ass? You think they kicked my ass? No. Do I shoot think I care? Do I right. really think if they could, come on by. Whatever. I mean, we can see. I mean, oh, I'm sure you must attract a lot of that. No, I, I've never had that problem. Well, but like, I think Sylvester Stallone once said something about how like, um, when you're me and you're Rocky and you go out in public, everyone wants to fight you. The way like with me, maybe they want to debate me, you know, if they see me. They want to, or they want to tell me a joke. You know what? People kind of want to mimic what they see you as publicly. Uh, you know, I but I think a lot of times for the fighters, like they like sometimes guys will think oh, I'm a street fighter. He's a boxer, not a street, not a street fighter. I can beat him. Or he's a big football player. I can beat him. I'm a street fighter. I'm known as a heavy-handed brawler, street fighter. You know, I'm, and, I, and nine out of ten people see me. Oh, you're a lot bigger than I thought you were. And then. And to be honest, the guys, the guys that would do that kind of thing, most of them are fans of mine anyway. And so if I'm just, and I worked in bars for, I worked in bars for like eight years, nine years. 
and I, I knew, I know how to turn a conversation into, can I go and say something? Like, okay, okay. Hey, you know, we're making a lot of money now. You should be, you should be, you should be in the UFC if you're, you're that tough. And they're like, oh, I, and I go tell their friends, I told them they could be in the UFC and I got to sit back down and drink my beer. So. <laughs> it's a lot like the animal sense. world, isn't it? Yeah. You know, the way, yeah. the way humans, which are, we're still animals, the way we posture and fight, you know, I, I have this uh, pool over here, which I don't use. Um, and uh, the ducks, like, started. I saw them actually. You saw the ducks? They I were... was looking at I was out there. We, we were talking about them. Oh, okay. So, like, yeah, when we first found them, it was like, oh, we got to get rid of the ducks. I said, no, no, no. That uh, You know what? I'm going to bequeath this pool to the ducks. It'll be a lot more interesting. I, I don't use this pool. I have another pool. Okay? <laughs> Hate me. <laughs> so, um, so it became the duck pond, and it was very idyllic for quite a while. There was just two there, Onyx and Ducky. And, and then, like, the pool became a battleground because other ducks came by. And so, like, some days there'd just be a lot of feathers in the pool. And I, I've seen some of the duck fights, you know. <laughs> That'd be interesting, actually. It's it's not what I envisioned. I thought, oh, a duck pond. This will be so pastoral and idyllic and peaceful. And it's actually fucking MMA with wings. <laughs> That's <laughs> I'm telling you, every day there's a fight for this pool. And I, I mean, I don't know what to do to solve this problem. It's why I've called you here. <laughs> uh, perfect. I'm You're an expert in... <laughs> Fighting? Oh, what what should I do to? I mean, the referee. They could. They could fucking share the pool. <laughs> You've heard the headlines. Inflation is unchecked. The dollar is collapsing. The government is printing too much money. The fear is real, but there is a solution: gold. The government can't print more gold. Gold isn't collapsing, and gold's value increases during inflationary times. Noble Gold Investments is here to help you protect your wealth. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just getting started, Noble Gold Investments makes it simple and safe to invest in gold. They walk you through the entire process and guide you towards the investment that meets your financial needs and goals. Noble Gold Investment offers two ways to hold gold. In a tax-advantaged gold IRA, or you can have your gold delivered right to your door. You decide how you want to hold your investment and they'll make the transaction seamless and easy. With Noble Gold Investment, you can rest assured knowing you're protecting yourself and your wealth. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com slash random to get started. That's noblegoldinvestments.com slash random. Did you know most of the shampoo out there that you're using is actually terrible for your scalp, stripping valuable oils and blocking the sebaceous glands? Not sure what those glands are, but they sure sound important. Regular shampoo has harsh chemicals and detergents that are literally wreaking havoc on your scalp, making it so bad that if your hair could talk, it would say, help, I'm being poisoned. Fortunately, now there are Neil naturopathic products with no harsh chemicals and detergents. Just 100% natural ingredients that provide nutrition and healing for the scalp, roots, and hair. I know, because I use it every time I wash my hair. And trust me, I save anything harsh for my lungs. 
Neo Naturopathic products have been formulated by a holistic naturopath with 40 years experience and are made in small batches here in Los Angeles. Neo Naturopathic has everything you've been looking for to make your hair grow stronger and healthier. Neo Naturopathic shampoos, conditioners, hair, and scalp oils, along with their accessories, are a game changer and leader in raising the caliber of your hair health. You can find them at Neil naturopathic.com that's n-e-i-l naturopathic.com and for club random fans they have 15 percent discount on your first order use code bill 15 and feed your scalp and hair that's bill 15 really i use it i think it's doing pretty good check out neilnaturopathic.com where, where do you live chuck um hidden hills Oh, you live out here? Yeah. Everybody fucking lives out here, don't they? I mean, everybody, like, why do you need to be out here? You don't. Like, lots of people, like, I need to be out here because there's like a, a, you know, I work at a TV studio. That's where the studios are. They're in Hollywood, Los Angeles, California. Okay. But like so many people who don't have to be here, like for all the shit LA takes, everybody's here. Well, honestly, I was in San Luis Obispo and I would have stayed there. When I got married... My, well, uh, my wife was, uh, her daughter was doing movies. And to move up to slow would have meant the movies were done. She just, you know, so she's doing auditions. She's doing auditions in some movies. She's got, I see. I got some, some, she was on like, I think it was All My Children. And, oh. And she had, she, she, she had a couple, couple cool, like Hallmark movies she was in. So oh. many, many characters. But, um, uh, you know, for me, her moving up, up there with me, but I just retired, and her moving up there would have meant it was over. You know, we're, we're not going to drive all the way down to LA for right. for auditions. Right. And so, and so I'm okay. Yeah, I, I can. We'll try it out. I, I start. I rented a house in Hidden Hills. I really loved it in there, and wound up moving down. Boy, so she got out of the movie thing a little bit later, but I actually was actually was I was I was, I was okay with that. I was, you know. But, but so you're single now. Well, <clears throat> join the club. <clears throat> there's a there's a there's a support group here. I'm like I'm the president because I I never got married. You know I I never quite understood that whole thing. Uh, I I know it has uh, advantages at sometimes. Uh, I certainly have been in long term relationships and know the beauty and love that goes there. And but uh, I don't know. It just uh, it's a uh, you know. When it gets to be where you ask people, how's it going? And it's like, well, you know, it's work. It's, and it's like, okay, <laughs> I don't want to go to work. I don't want to go to work. Yeah. And, and, and everybody you. always Trust says, me, I'm with you. what? Relationships with you. are work. You know, like, and they no. say, it, they don't even say it like it's a bad thing. They're just saying it like, you're a good person if you are willing to do the work. Were you willing to do the work, Chuck? Did you do the work? <laughs> I tried. <laughs> You did. And I tried. You tried. You did the work for the kids. You know that was I. No, but in the relationship, did you do the work? I tried. Yeah. I bet you did. You seem like the kind of guy who, when you go for something, you don't go for it totally. Yep. Yeah. I mean, is what it is. I don't know. They always said it's better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all. But when you're going through a breakup. 
that isn't true. It's <laughs> <laughs> just some bull from <laughs> 1808 or something, you know. <laughs> now that's not true. I mean, if a, if a, if an ex becomes a great friend, then the pain of the breakup hopefully is worth it for both of you. Yeah. You know, you see that in the future with your ex. No. <laughs> <laughs> you are <laughs> you have the best um natural comic timing i gotta tell you you don't even have to think don't think about it don't make let me, i don't want to make yourself conscious but man you uh and just stick to that i actually, I actually did a thing with uh where it was that was actually pretty fun like i i didn't think i i didn't really i really always said i didn't really like um entertaining but but I think I really do, because I went up and I was doing a thing with uh, David Spade, and he put an earpiece in, and I went to that open mic. I was just, just saying whatever he told me to say. David Spade was in your ear. Yeah. And I was saying oh, for his show, and I was saying, and, and I was doing it to the crowd, the comedy, so doing a, a comedy thing. Oh, my God. And it was, and, and it was fun. I mean, I, the people were laughing and having a good time, and I was... I, I, not, I had no idea what he was going to say, and I just had to. So they get David there. Spade's brain, and they get to look at you. <laughs> it's yeah, a win-win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but I, I actually really kind of enjoyed being up there, even though it wasn't me doing it. I was just kind of. Right. But it was fun. Well, that's a little that catch cool. about comedy. <laughs> you can't do. I mean, you gotta. Although I guess in, with modern technology, fucking AI could probably do it. <laughs> Not at the top level, but AI could definitely do well, a, uh, open mic night. It's open fun. mic night exactly. <laughs> or they, they, I think they could also do the Cleveland Comedy Club. <laughs> I say that as a lover of Cleveland. I was just in Cleveland, lovely town. But um, okay, so. We decided you're going to be a big action star. Nice. Really? I mean, who, 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 like, like, who would be better at that? I can't even think. Like, yeah, no. I mean, you got the fame, you got the name, you know, you got the rep, you know, you're an OG, but you're not over the hill. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. So going, I, I agree with you on all points. I, I, know. I, I'm, no, I'm, boy, I, mean, I should be your publicist. I don't I know. Or your agent. <laughs> what the fuck are they doing for you? That I have to come up with all the good ideas. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You, Monday, you got to go in there. You got to kick some ass with your agent and your publicist. All right. You should already be Thor Man. <laughs> <laughs> And that's your catchphrase. I'm Thor. I'm Thor. Did I mention it's a gay? That's oh, groundbreaking. Would you do it for the love of a billion dollar franchise? Would you be gay? A gay Thor? Because there are gay guys who could fucking kick ass. Would you kiss a guy on camera if it was? If, oh. it, <laughs> They're drawing the line somewhere. <laughs> Sorry. All right, we Sorry. can. Hey, we can CGI that in. We can CGI the dick. We can CGI everything. Um, yeah, I I see that in your in your future. But what? But okay, so so you're a, a divorced dad. Yep. You're like that guy in every every fucking movie on streaming. <laughs> you and what do you drive, Chuck? Let's complete this picture. A divorced dad who drives a. Well, I actually I still have my H two from from the UFC. Uh, What's that? A Hummer. A Hummer. Uh, you drive a Hummer. 
No, I actually drive. I well, usually drive the Escalade though. <laughs> Driving kids. <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah, I'm going to go. Of course. We're going to go against the brand. What are you going to be in a Subaru? <laughs> <laughs> come on. Okay, so a divorced dad, two kids. I love this for a sitcom also. <laughs> Former MMA champion. And, and you know, we got to make I mean, this. Everyone, everyone like my, my daughter's in a competitive cheer. And be like, you're it. You're a cheer dad too, like a what? Cheer dad. What's that? Because my well, I'm, I'm just support. My daughter does competitive cheer, so I'm there watching her. So they I'm just names, a dad. They have a they name for this, a cheer dad. Like, you're a cheer dad too. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So my daughter cheers. Oh God. I'm here supporting her. What do you think? So that's a real term, cheer dad. Yeah. And you're one of them. Yeah. All right. Well, you definitely should not fight again because your balls have shrunk a little just from being called a cheer dad. <laughs> okay. So, but it's great that you. But I'm, I'm telling you, for my little, you my little girl, I, yeah, my anything little girl, for your I, kids. Yeah, yeah. I, don't care. I say that like I have kids, but I mean, I know that again. <laughs> and I, I see this from the outside. I don't understand it, but I see it. <clears throat> I would be so nervous to have kids because what if they're fuck ups? And it didn't not. It would not necessarily be your fault. Oh, I, yeah, I agree. You know, sometimes fate just. Yeah, some people like, you but, know, you're, I but I guess you're, but I also would say 90% of the time, I do think a parent can shape a kid into a decent human being. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. So those that. are good odds. Yeah. If you do it right. I imagine you are fairly strict. I'm fairly, but I'm, I'm, I'm reasonable. I mean, I'm, I was raised by, my mom raised me like basically to, to think for yourself and to, you know, I was allowed to actually argue with respect, allowed to argue with her, or like try to prove my point. I didn't win very often, but if I could, if I could put a good argument together and convince her that maybe, maybe it's okay, she 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 give in every once in a while. But I'll tell you something: my father was allowed to do to me that you are not allowed to do, which is spank, especially you. And, I've never had to. I I know, but you and you know would never would want to, Chuck. I don't want to either. No, no, because they would say, you know, this guy of all the people who shouldn't be hitting, you know, with the. You know, know, I I I always tell my my grandpa. My grandpa was my accident with my father. I mean, we moved him to my grandparents when I was eight, and um, I remember he he spanked me when I was twelve, and uh, you know, I you know I'm crying because. I had to, so he'd stop spanking me. <laughs> you know, they went on. I, don't, yeah. I didn't care. At that point, he couldn't hurt me. Um, and, but I, and he, he'd always say he's gonna hurt me more than you. I went out, and he was sitting there crying at the table. I was like, oh, okay, I can't do that again. You know, it was like I, that's what got me. Not, not it hit me. Did he felt so bad about yeah, it? Yeah, he felt so bad about it. But he felt like it, he it was something he had to do to teach me a lesson. And later on, when you showed up in his living room. No. Yeah. <laughs> you always win in the end. Yeah. No, that's that's very sweet. Yeah. But um, yeah. yeah, he really. Yeah, I mean, he, he, he did it because he he felt that that was the right thing to do to teach you a lesson at that time. That's why. Yeah, he was right. I, and that's why, and I that's why I am grateful for the spankings I got. They were they were few and far between. Uh, but I, when they, I, I knew I deserved everyone I got. Yeah, but when they happened, it made the point. 
that this there was a way to go there was a place to go that a parent was able to say to a child well this is like on defcon 2 level okay you know defcon 1 is we kick you out of the house but you know so you got the message and yeah. you know i yeah and my thing, i i told i told my my little ex when we when I first met her she was like grab got mad at her daughter and grabbed her one time and i'm like look hey i'm i'm not going to tell you how to raise your kid but if you want to spank her, whatever, that's fine. But just don't hit her out of anger. Right. I mean, if you if you hit her, hit her for a purpose. No, if, you're, if you want to spank her, spank her. Because you, she needed But don't do it out of anger because you're going to hurt her by mistake. And you, I know it's going right. to kill you. It's going to hurt you. And I know people will hate me for saying this. <laughs> they hate sometimes when I um, sort of delineate the differences between generations. But I'm sorry. It's what I truly believe. The reason why... I'm okay with my father spanking me is because I trust that generation. That was the World War II generation, my parents. No, okay. Grandpa. Right, okay. World War II. World War II. Yeah. I, they were good parents, you know. Um, people were just, they just had a lot more boundaries and a lot more responsibility back then. And so I trust them generally to be able to handle spanking a kid. I don't trust that of today's generations because... I think, like you say, there would be too much in anger or just stupid. Just they just got people just got fucking stupider. <laughs> so I just don't trust them to do it today, which is a, a sad comment. Yeah, no. but no, I'm sure you're. You ever see Idiocracy? Idiocracy, the movie. Movie, yeah, the best. That, that that I feel like sometimes I feel like we're used to like that. <laughs> so funny you mentioned. So that, funny you that mentioned that, that movie. Listen to this. So I just got a new car, right? Okay, it's electric, and of course, everything is so high tech, and it has this, you know, console in the middle, and it asks for your name, and I didn't want to have my real name in there because you know when you turn it on, it'll say hello. Belmar, and I'm like, no, I don't want, you know, the ballet guy's going to hear this or whatever. So I remember in the movie Idiocracy, remember they're trying to identify him, he's going through that machine, and the robot voice is like, what is the name? And he's like, um, well, I'm not sure if you want the name that I'm using. Not sure. <laughs> they print on him, not sure. <laughs> That's his name. So I put, so my name in my car is not sure. That's awesome. So when I turn on the car, it's like, yeah, hello, not sure. <laughs> That's awesome. Isn't that great? That's so good. That's funny. Uh, I love that movie. So, okay, so in the sitcom I'm putting you in now, you're a divorced dad with two kids, uh, and you ride around in a Hummer. I like the Hummer better. Um, and um, I think that you are a Trump voter in a liberal town and uh you wear the maga hat once at a softball game with your daughter and that's the pilot <laughs> <laughs> now it's no succession <laughs> but i think cbs might bite <laughs> what do you do now that you that's a good question what do you do now that you're single um oh. like so what's your social life like um well actually i'm i've seen a girl now so you're, yeah. So you have a new girlfriend already? Yeah, and she she's a girlfriend that I used, I used to hang out way back. Way back? Yeah. Oh, see. We've been friends for 15 years. Really? Yeah. You know, it's funny, but I hear a lot of relationships like that. I mean, from people I know, I just feel like I've heard that a lot. Like, oh, yeah, I'm with somebody. Oh, really? How'd you meet? Well, I knew him a long time ago. And it's like, 
people have this connection and then it's just the timing is wrong. Right. And right. one of them had to, one of them maybe had to mature. Wink, wink. Yeah, that's, that's the one with the penis, is. usually. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's great. So you have a comfort level and a... Uh, that would cool. Oh. Awesome. So where do you think that's going to go? Oh, I, would you get I, married again? Or are you, are you, are you like... Yeah, one of those? yeah I, I would. You would? Yeah. Yeah. Kid Rock has a song about being 50 and this... Something it was something like I used to get blown on the tour bus. Now I'm more likely to be at Toys R Us. <laughs> um, that's funny. That's kind of what I never got, you know, about going down that path in life, like that path that people have, like, you know, oh hey, we like each other, and then we move to the next step. Is like, oh well, now we're kind of getting exclusive. And, oh, we've been together a couple of years. I mean, we probably should get engaged. And then, okay, we're getting engaged and we means we're going to get married. We should set a date. You know, there's this path. You're, you're just, <laughs> I feel like I'm walking down death row, you know. <laughs> and uh, it's just, you know, okay, so then we're going to get married and then we're going to children. And, you know, there's just this path that it just, it always seemed to me like a, a corridor you know, that I was walking down, and then I just wanted to be able to have a, it's like the thing when you walk onto the plane, you know, I want some escape route off of it, but it, it, the, but it, it didn't exist. Yeah. Well, but, that's an interesting way to look at it. And I, I think I did for a long time. I was, I was single until I was almost Rain almost Wilson 40. was here before. We had such a fun time. You took, took a picture with him. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. He's a great guy. But he was like, like so many people who've sat in that chair, they tell me that they uh, were in therapy, you know, and he was saying how much, and I totally believe him, how much his therapist helped him. And, for, and he said, for 21 years. And I said, 21 years, isn't that proof it's not working? Which may be wrong, because he said, no, it's proof that it is working, because I'm so happy and like he was, you know, genuinely happy in his life. But I've never, um, you know, I've never really gotten the whole therapy thing I, I had a, stuck my toe in a couple of times and I was like I couldn't I was almost couldn't stop laughing out loud at what was going on in there now maybe that was just me but you don't seem like you're a therapy guy I've been to, we to, well, I went to marriage counselor for a little bit that's what mine was but we went it was we went a of, relationship counselor yeah and it was pretty much I mean, I think she was going there to try to get him to change me. Like it's like, I'm not, it's like um, I, I hate I, to be I, that I, guy, I'm but for, exactly, I'm bro. I'm Forty when we met, I'm, I'm, you know who I am. You knew who I was, and you know who I am. It's like, I'm, I don't know where, where oh. I'm, I'm not. I'm, no, I'm, I, I'm forty. I was like, I was forty-eight, maybe at the time. Forty. I'm, I'm not. You know, I'm not changing anytime soon. I, I've been this way for forty years. I'm pretty much stuck. I never work so hard to like pry open my mind to keep an open mind about something because I really said if I'm going to do this, I'm not going to like do it like um, okay, I'm going to really really try as hard as I can to think this because it could be something and and therapy truly has helped millions and billions of people I'm sure yeah. Um, 
But I found it ridiculous. <laughs> and, 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 I, and I really tried not to. I really, I wanted it not to be ridiculous, but I just found it to be ridiculous. And like, only in the sense that like, you know, we're coming up against forces of nature that are so much deeper than just what can happen in a therapy session. And you can't change them. You can't change them. You can't change the nature of men and women and what works, what works. Woody Allen had that movie, whatever works. And I know a lot of people are snickering like, oh, he's one to talk about relationships. Well, don't get me started on Woody Allen and what an injustice and how un-American it is to have made him a pariah for something two investigations proved to their proof. You know, I mean, uh, we don't know for sure what the truth is, but for the investigation to say he was innocent. He did not molest his five-year-old daughter. Um. I, it's like I, it's like it's, people love to do that with famous people. That it's like, what happened to innocent until proven guilty? With exactly. A lot of things. Oh, I know. Oh, it's. Do you fear cancel culture? Do you? Uh, have you been? Have they tried I, to like get rid? I mean, how can they get rid of you? I don't, <laughs> it just no, seems like. I don't. I mean, I'm. I don't. <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of. I don't. You definitely don't, don't belong to the left, so they can't excommunicate you because you don't. You don't live there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm, but I'm. I'm okay with people. I mean, I, I'm. People, right. You know, I, I'm fine. I mean, we can. We can be friends. You know, a lot of the stuff that they're going too eager, going after them so far one way. It's like I, no one cares. Like no one cares. You had drag shows. Like, yeah, exactly. I don't think anyone cares. I don't know anyone that does. People don't care about drag shows. They do care, I think, People legitimately about bringing five-year-olds to them. Yes, hundred percent. And, I, and I, <laughs> like I, I saw one. I saw someone sent me a video. Some 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 kid was throwing a dollar that if I took my son, who's nine, to a bikini bar, right? I I I, I, be, I get supervised visitation. You <laughs> yeah right. No right. To have throwing dollars at a, at a stripper at a, a bikini right. bar. I get, but but I could I could take him to a drag show and have him throw dollars at this dude. Right. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, uh, I mean that, they're and, not necessarily trans. Some of them are just right, they're just, and they're it's just, like uh, drag. It's so, like can't we just? I just always want to say, can't we just go back to like five years ago? I'm not trying to turn the clock all the way back. I'm just saying, like, do we have to get children involved in our political squabbles? about sex and gender and race. Can't they just have age five to 10 to think about bullshit, not their dick yet, and not the color of their skin, and all this kind 100%. of, or do we have to force this? It's like, and that's what we did five years ago. So I, I, I go back to like, the, I mean, I'm gonna give myself trouble talking about BLM, but to talk about uh, BLM with my kid, I was trying to explain what was going on with, to my kid. Someone that wanted me to explain that, so I'm okay, to try to explain. So I was telling my daughter, okay, this, 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 friend, this your friend is black. This friend's black. And this friend, your other friend that's black. I was pointing out some of their friends were black. And then, and try, and then I went, and they go, dad, dad, um, you're wrong. He's brown. <laughs> and I went, oh, I man. went, you know what? I'm good. We're good. I'm done talking. <laughs> it's a color to them. They're kids. They were kids. It's a color. Well, we, why, for, we, why do we have to all, teach them? Why do we have to teach them race? Chuck, you can't be done. You got to stay in that fight yeah. because it's not that hard. 
But <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I admit, I agree rather, it's, it's just annoying. Well, but like, that's where that generation is. They just, my like philosophical view of it is they, they romanticize the idea of the social justice warrior. To them, that's the highest type of warrior. A certain type of kid, right? So they want to have all these causes. But a lot of the heavy lifting was done by other generations. But since they weren't alive for that, it didn't happen. So when they say things are worse than they've ever been, that's because they, things are worse than they've ever been in their lifetime. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, and they're 12. Right. So, yeah, I agree. With, I mean, so, yeah. they, so they're going to be like race-obsessed and... And you know, I mean, I'm not a parent, but if I was, I would I would make sure the kids knew I was an old school liberal on race uh, before I also then interjected the idea. But there was also a lot of nuttiness on the other side going on now. Race obsessed is different than race is a number one issue in America, and we need to always be aware of it and work on it. That's different than just everything is race. You know, if Angela Bassett doesn't win the Oscar, it's a race it's not a racial thing. Like some people right. like and, in 2023, the, are you kidding? They're trying more to give it to people of right, color. 100%. That's okay. like, so, you know, the, the the to make a racial issue of everything. That to be against that does not make me a conservative. I don't know where you, what you yeah, call yourself. You say you're in the middle. That's great. Yeah. I, I think even if we didn't agree on everything. Yeah, I mean, I lean. I would. Say, I have people ask. I mean, I lean conservative. I mean, I, I'm, uh, I'm probably fiscally conservative more than anything. Else, but I'm, I'm like, I believe in live and let live. You're a big. Badass bruiser of culture and conservative. What the fuck do they think you're doing? Like sitting around with a loot? Like <laughs> fucking. But no. Yes. Yeah. You're, but yeah but I, everybody has to sort of accept yeah. that they live in a country where half the people are nothing like you. you just, they're like from a different planet. But they're not from a different planet. They're not even from a different country. And. Right. And actually, like, again, the progress thing, I just find it so interesting that we don't, like, stop and memorialize. Okay, it wasn't that long ago when the sports, especially the tough guy sports, would not entertain these ideas about gayness or trans. Or, and now it's just completely different. And it's funny that what used to be the liberal position on women in sports, which was Title IX, they passed Title IX in 1972, and it said every college and university has to have a yeah, program I, yeah, exactly. that gives equal resources to the women in sports. And, and yet, because of that, they eliminated a lot of male sports. Right. So that a we lot would of have, trans male sports. And yeah. because, because you had to, they, they had to keep football, which had the most right. money. Because it makes money. Right. You know, it makes the most money. Anyway, but that was what, that's what yeah. the old school was, that women should have now equal. They're, now, so, they're, now they're arguing that they should be able to, that they're trans, that people should be able to. That's, well, that's my point. I, that's it's ridiculous. Like, now that's, they've completely undone what liberals did with Title IX. With had its flaws, yes, but it was a great start that women's sports are equal. Equal, but not the same. <laughs> 
And the idea that you put some of these obviously male athletes, I mean, I think the, the swimmer was uh, still had a penis and was yeah. still dating women, which was, I think, what I would define as a dude. <laughs> right. Okay. Exactly. It was like some like it hot. They just put a wig on and jumped in the pool. <laughs> you know, I mean, come yeah. on. So, yeah, that, again, yeah. this... I mean, it's not... I mean, it's not fair. It's, it's not fair. It's just not... It's not competitive. And it's... It's fair. I mean, and it's, I mean when, they, when they say that he... When they say his place, time... You can, you can, especially in sports like that, you can look at the time. If he was completely in the male, male side of that, he wouldn't even been close. The, and this is the thing... Again, that makes people into Trump voters is that there is this level of being divorced from the reality of life, like men are pregnant and women are just as good at sports, that strikes a lot of people as like, yeah, I don't know what your exact policy is on this or this. I just know that people who think like that, I can't trust them with leadership. That's a big problem. There's a, an article in The Atlantic, which is a very esteemed magazine, and it was the title of it was uh, Separating Sports by Sex Doesn't Make Sense. Of course, it does make sense for obvious reasons. And then it went on to, I mean, a whole article they printed where if I read you some of these quotes, you'd be like, it's LOL funny. How, how divorced from reality. And as if it was a, even a uh, an insult to say that women are not as well, physically well, strong. But it's like, I, I, I'll tell you, a couple of really liberal friends, so the funny thing about them is they will not denounce anything on the liberal side of politics. Yeah, that is a, not problem. One, a problem on the right, too. Uh, uh, not one thing. Like if, like no, you no. Can't, but I, I mean, you know, it's like, Nobody oh, they're, oh, they're, oh, they're racist. Or, look, I don't know one of my conservative friends that doesn't have a problem with a racist. Like it, like exactly. it's not. I mean, I don't. I mean, I I don't know one of them. But then they'll denounce. They'll right. denounce someone. They'll they'll tell you, no, that guy's an asshole. I don't like that guy. Right. And they'll they're more than happy to do that. But I mean, if you can't even look, this is not. You know, it's not you. And I because I'm not, I mean, like I know. Look, okay, we I know you. We we hang out. I know you're not okay with that. Why can't you say you're not okay with it? Because it's because it's a liberal policy uh, policy point. I mean, it's like. Why can't why can't you just speak up speak speak your mind? Because that's not your mind. And also just assess everything by the merit of it as an idea, and not by who said it, what race they were when they said it. You know, just what's true, and what's not true. Right. Instead of just like that can't be true because you're on the other side. Right, because you're on the other team. Let me find out. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Let me find something. But you know, it's like they say with the, you know, or someone was saying, um, you exchange your phone with someone else at a different. They just see the news feed you get. Okay, exactly. Yeah. Because it, it's like that. Um, but you that, say you get from both social sides. I, I, yeah, because people, I have, I have friends on both sides. Good. I, I, so, but but so like social dilemma. They're talking about how people. You know, it's it just how the so, social media, like, kind of, you know, it, it picks it, it, it kind of feeds you down those those rabbit holes of stuff that it reinforces what you believe. Of course. That's what I'm saying. And I, and like, I, I need and it. I, and I, but I can read, like, for me, like, when I start reading an article and I go, oh, 
on either side. It's like I can tell that they're just trying to exactly so biased one way. That I'm like, I don't have time to do this because I'm not right. going to have to go research, read three more right. articles to figure out if this is right. right. So I'm saying why well, <laughs> I need a professional staff. <laughs> yeah. Not everyone has that yeah. to actually vet this and find out, oh, okay, that part of what you said is true. This is misleading. Here's the other argument. Some of some of that is bullshit also, and some is true. And like, but who has that? Yeah, hundred percent. Most people don't. Like, it's like it's, I, I like every once because every once in a while I'll go through with a buddy like that sends me like, some crazy meme. I'm okay, okay. Hold on, let me get you. Let me look, let me research it's, this for it's a minute. So gross. Now I'm gonna send you what. It, this is right. really this is this is yeah it's kind of true yeah. but it's not it's Did it's not see? representative of what the answer really should be we, or could be this may be a little inside politics and don't feel bad to say i didn't follow this but there was a a, a commission appointed to look into um the fbi's investigation of trump for being connected with russia Right, I, I, called I, the I Durham. Yeah, John Durham yeah, did it. You heard about? I, I didn't. I didn't hear the rules. I don't look. Okay, about it. but this is the kind of thing we're talking about. So John Durham, he's this prosecutor, seems to be a little leaning right. Um, he was looked into, not into Trump's connections with Russia, which I won't bore everyone, but there are some very obvious connections with Russia, like his campaign manager shared information with the Russian Secret Service. Okay, little things like that. But we won't go through that. That was five years ago. Um, so the commission comes out, and um, John Durham, he, I mean, it took like four years looking at And again, they're looking into the investigation of the investigation. And, uh, you know, the conservative papers were all like, just as we said, just as we thought, this was a hoax, and they set him up. When you look at what the facts were, this was a four-year investigation, two very minor indictments of people peripherally involved with the Clinton campaign that were both acquittals, I believe. Or one was like, I think it was guilty, but it was guilty of like lying to the FBI, not guilty of the actual crime they were looking for. So like nobody like, this is like you're talking about statistics before. This is like... To me, okay, this is the statistic. This is the actual thing. After four years, the guy didn't bring any cases except two little ones that he only half won. So for those of you who are saying, this proves Trump was set up, I can see you're lying. And the other side does it too. There were things that the FBI should have done differently and blah, 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 and they downplay that. But basically, like, if I have to find a ref, I like to find something that's in, like, actual facts. Like, he only brought two cases. And they did not succeed in front of juries. Now, people are stupid. Maybe the juries were. But it basically looks like you got nothing. The FBI was looking into Trump for very good reasons. Because he was fucking connected with Russia in a million ways. He didn't act, there's no smoking gun where he flew to the Kremlin, peed, peed in a bed with a hooker, and then uh, somebody said, okay, and here's the information on Hillary. But he encouraged it publicly. Russia, if you're listening, I hope you 
Russia. I, I think I saw Hillary uh, encouraged China to do it. Hillary did not encourage China to do it. Actually, I did a it was on, bit. It was on. It was on. It was on a. It was on a thing. I think she was being fun, trying to be funny. I did on an a, interview. I did a bit that she should do that. She had, and about a year later, then she said it. Oh, that was possibly was, because of someone had event. hipped her. I doubt she watches my show, but someone probably hipped her to that. Maybe it's a coincidence, but yes. No, no, but I'm just saying, I'm not saying she No, no. I, 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 that's an interview. I just, it, I just remember seeing that. You're right, so. and that was a mistake, too. It wasn't nearly as consequential because she wasn't running for president at the time. He was actually saying during a presidential election. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know timing on it. And I know, Like I said, like I, I, I try not to get too much into stuff that I, I didn't follow much, like the, like the Durham report and all that. Well. I don't have enough information to argue it. Well, I'm telling you, that's important information that Donald Trump is a guy who's not above taking um, help from people who nobody ever used help from in elections. Where we, had, we fought like dogs for elections, but we had one rule. Don't bring any outside ringers in. You know, I used to play in this softball league in New York called the Broadway Show League. It was the comedians and the people in Broadway shows, not muscle men like you, okay? Actors, singers, dancers, comics. And, uh, you know, so we'd play against each other. It was fun. And sometimes someone would bring in a ringer. Somebody you're like, where is this guy? Uh, <laughs> what show is he in? <laughs> because he looks like ex-major leaguer, you know. And sure enough, it was like some ringer. And that was considered a, a great faux pas. You should not bring Definitely. in a ringer. Right. And I would say the same thing about Donald Trump and Russia. Don't bring in a ringer. Fight here in America against your American foe and don't take help from the people who do not have our best interests at heart, who are our enemies. And, uh, you know, it's, it's hard for me to reconcile how patriot-loving Americans can abide that in their big hero, Donald Trump. Yeah, I, like I said... I didn't follow any of that. So. Why? You your friends was, didn't write that, you out that no, shit? No, I, I didn't get that back then. I don't know why. Who would you, if you could pick anybody to be president, who would it be? Yeah, you know, I, that's an interesting question. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I mean, I've always said I, 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 I want an option that's not the, you know. You what? I want an option that's not the lesser of two evils. But, uh, is you know, nobody, were you coming up who like really stood out as somebody who had a lot of integrity and stood by you? And I mean, I, I you know, came up, I mean, my train, me and my trainer, we, you know, like I just came up, I don't know, I, I, a lot of, a lot of people I liked, but I mean, I don't know if that, I don't know if they'd even be interested in being president. <laughs> no, but you're saying you did it all yourself. Did what? Made it. Well, I mean, there was no like uh, mentor. Not, not really, not really. No, I mean, I had like, my trainer, my coach, my coach, a trainer helped me, but I was like, he was a, he was my striking coach and helped me, and I kind of met I had a jujitsu coach, and I kind of, kind of put it all together, kind of built it together myself, put it together as a team, and, and I mean, I was, I stuck, my trainer, you know, he helped me put the final touches on a lot of things. My, my jujitsu coach, you know, he helped me. You know, become a better fighter than a lot of people. A lot of people along the way, but I don't know. <laughs> but it all, it all kind of just 
comes down to yeah, it comes down to you. Yeah. Yeah. Writing. That's that's cool. It's not I mean it's just not that way for everybody, but I totally get it. That's 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 yeah. I, mean, I think it's part of being yeah. part of a sport that was just just coming up too. Like it was just beginning. The beginning of a sport, you know, like it was like No, you were ahead of the game. Yeah. So so it makes I mean I think it really helped like when I came into it, like okay, you had you have kind of like three elements, right? You have uh striking, you know, some kind of striking you have wrestling from, you know, yeah. from of, and then jujitsu ground stuff, right. ground fighting. And um, I came with, I came in for, I had a wrestling background, I was a striker, and I had to learn one. So I, most guys were coming in with one that they're really good at, and I had to learn the other two. So I had a little bit of an advantage that I was, that I had two that I was pretty good at, right. and I had to learn a third. Right. I just had to learn one. So it gave me a little bit of advantage that way in the, in the beginning. So if you were in a bar and a fight broke out, and you had to be in it. Which of these? Uh, just I prefer striking. Always have striking. <laughs> punching, or punching or kicking. Punching people in the face. Punching, or, punching, I punching know. Or kicking. Yeah. <laughs> Everything comes back to punching people in the face. I wish I could have had a life where I was able to punch people in the face. I bet you it's really satisfying in a certain way. As much as we hate to say it, but uh, as long as you know you're not like really killing them. And sometimes they've been obnoxious and they deserve it, you know. And and they're young; it's going to heal again. Your face looks perfectly fine. You're you're ready for your close-up as the next action star. All we got to do now the the is the mohawk a deal breaker? Is that that's no, your? No, I I, I well, it's, my, it's my thing. But I mean, I've ch I've changed it for movies. I've done. Oh, you have. I've, I've, I've you know. Pretty well, much, it takes a little while to grow some out, but this is as long as it's been. For it's decided, you will be the first gay superhero. <laughs> it's perfect because, again, you're so macho. Like you're the most macho guy there is. So, like of all the people in the world who can afford to like then be a gay superhero, again, just a character, and we'll cut out the kissing, or we'll see, we'll CGI it. <laughs> All right, I can be the producer? Not sure. Okay. Thank you for coming by. Thanks, right. That was a lot of fun. You are a good sport, Chuck. Club.